Just Being Honest, the JBH Podcast. Let's rock this. True food, full thought. Welcome to the Just Being Honest Podcast. The JBH Podcast is here to inspire people to dramatically enhance their health, their well-being, and lifestyle by providing an honest perspective and knowledge on eating, quote, real food, whether that is in physical form, the healthiest version of a whole food substance, or mental. What are you saying to yourself? What are you listening from other people? Huh? The less toxins you put in your body, the less toxins that are out in the universe, the environment, and the less toxins that you are spreading onto humanity. It's about creating a life of sourcing transparency, mental freedom, and physical harmony. Guys, this is the Just Being Honest podcast. This is true food for thought. We are getting deep. You guys know that I am what I like to call a teaaholic. So one of my favorite brands at the moment, I feel like they have every herb out there in existence. The brand is called Buddha Teas. You also know I like to meditate. You also like to know that I like to make my tea while I'm meditating, or maybe that making tea is a pure meditation within itself. But a little bit about Buddha teas and why I love them so much is that they strive to create teas that do more than satisfy a thirst. Buddha teas uses fresh, high-quality ingredients to explore nature's best qualities and enrich the lives of tea drinkers everywhere. I know I'm enriched every single sip I take. The fresh organic herbs and tea leaves allow their teas to stay pure and natural and in free form from chemicals, preservatives, and added flavoring. The minimal processing and eco-friendly packaging helps to honor and protect the earth with every tea that they make. So guys, on me, you can get 15% off by using code JBH15. So pick up a pack today and enjoy each sip that you take. Can you hear the hustle and the bustle out there? Can you hear the rain falling from where I'm recording right now? Hi guys, this is your host, KB, and this is the just being honest podcast i am so serene can you hear the change in my voice as i've been recording these podcasts um as i re-listen to them i just sound not as frantic not as stressed and it's exactly what my heart and soul needed i am currently in florence italy and oh my gosh i've been away from home for almost three weeks. I'm still questioning myself. What's home? What's home? I'm on a mission. This whole journey was to basically be a giant research project of a couple of things. How to teach, how to travel in a healthy manner, uh, mentally, physically, um, you know, what to eat, 
Um, and most importantly, I think it was to just take a step back and look at the world as what it is. Um, I'm going to bring a couple of those subjects up about what has really irritated me about um, human consumption and just, I don't know, the way that we interact with one another. It's quite an emotional thing. Um, and the other thing I want to talk about is how to stay active. I know I talked about before, um, I was in the Amalfi Coast and about how to stay active as I swim every single day in the Mediterranean Sea. I mean, talk about bliss for a water baby. So, the journey from the Amalfi Coast left. Um, I spent a nice week there. And then it was off to, it was kind of scary leaving there because I was so like relaxed and retreated. I purged a lot. I cried a lot. My emotions just came out of me. Um, I rested a lot. Um, didn't do much exercise except a little bit of, you know, 20 minute meditation yoga and my swimming and just walking. Like walking is so powerful. Um, but I was thinking a lot. I was processing a lot. I was writing a lot. And that wears out the brain, the mind so much. So moving on with the journey, as I've been away for almost three weeks now from home. And I, I ask you again, what is home? How is it defined? And I'm finding that as I am, as I said before, homeless. I don't have a current residence that I live in. I'm finding that I am so adaptable. I always knew that I was adaptable. You know, my side hustle being dog and house sitting, I would have to pack up on a whim, go here, go there, and I loved it. And it showed me how little I actually need in this thing called life. And I think that's part of my biggest, um, my biggest, I wanna say positive characteristics towards how I live my life. And that's why, you know, I cultivate this essence of being a lifestyle designer, showing that you you need very little to survive and to be happy. I think the most important thing I've learned along this journey is that the importance, the importance, no matter where you are, of self-care is key, crucial to happiness. Even if that's just simply taking a bath, or stopping by a local salon and asking them to wash your hair. You know, that, that human touch, that warmth, maybe a little trim, feeling beautiful, right? Maybe that's just nourishing yourself at a unique restaurant you would have never tried before, just to get that zing of excitement. It's all self-care. So, home, where is it? It's wherever you put yourself in, and it's wherever you can fully adapt to, because you can adapt. So moving on, left the Amalfi Coast. It was a hard, hard day. The beauty of that coast, I'm telling you, if you ever get the opportunity to travel down there to Ravello, Positano, um, Atrani, and Amalfi, it's just, my, wait, I'm forgetting so much more. Menori, Mayori, so much more. These little towns. So magical. So happy. 
It was a thrill to be there. And um, I'll never forget that opportunity, that journey that I took, learning about the history, hiking up steps after steps, 5,000 here and there after steps to the top of Ravello. So we moved on, moved on, went to Naples, thought that Naples was going to be something completely different, completely different. I was imagining, oh my gosh, this pristine wonderment of people's same kind of attitude as the people in Amalfi and Ravello and chirping around and oh my gosh, look at this cool little boutique and that little boutique and oh, the history of Pompeii and it was, in my opinion, and I am so sorry, I apologize now if I offend anyone, it was the most saddening and disgusting place that I could have been. Um, I, my heart grows so heavy for the people there. Everyone seemed so depressed. The energy shifted. The energy shifted. My travel companion, like his energy shifted. And immediately it was just like this literal wave of negativity just loomed over. The streets are covered with graffiti. And when I say covered, I don't, I'm not saying that lightly. I'm saying, where's the actual stonework and paint on this building? You know, it destroyed. The history, squandered. Graffiti covers the entire building. I felt so uncomfortable at that moment. There was a really bad energy. And I was trying my hardest not to get that within me because I had worked so hard to get it out of me. You know, LA living there has a lot of bad energy and it sucks to me. Being an intuitive healer, it sucks to me hard. And Amalfi, so positive, so clean, fresh air, happiness, culture, history, experience. And so I took it amongst myself to say, okay, let's restart this. Let's restart. Let's restart. So this brought me to the question of Naples. What does chaos breed? What does chaos breed? And this is actually a very scary thing that happened to me. I had a literal panic attack one day on the street there. I had to go into this actually amazing vintage shop. If I wasn't having a panic attack, I would have wanted to shop there. Um, shout out to Retrophilia. Go to Retrophilia if you're in Naples. But anyways, what does chaos breed? It breeds panic. It pre be breeds fear, anxiety. You can throw that out into the community. What does chaos breed in um, you know, politics, or what does it breed in, you know, traffic, panic, chaos, fear, ah, uh, imagine that. So my goal for those two nights that I was spending there in Naples was, all right, 
I'm not going to any more deep, dark places. Pompeii was out of the question. Uh, didn't need any more of that energy. We <laughs> needed to find something beautiful. The most beautiful thing that I could find in that city within walking distance. 20,000 steps was my goal that day. I just want to walk around and find the most beautiful things. I did. I found a beautiful street with beautiful florists and perfumeries. And then went to this ancient circular castle on the coast. Made it down to the coast. Um, or I guess I should say it was like the harbor. Beautiful. Beautiful. Walk along there. You see the sky. No graffiti. So finding the beauty amongst negativity. You can turn anything around and it'll turn your mood around. 100%. So let's talk about where I ate there. All right. So we wanted to do a pizza taste test. Um, <laughs> so there's this famed place um, in Naples. Actually, a couple. Pizza... Il Sorbillo um, was founded in like 1935, passed down generations to generations, has this really unique process of how they make the Napoli pizza, uh, what it's called, La Vera Pizza Napoletana. Can I say that right? So they show the ingredients, you know, they have um, a certain percentage of flour that they use, uh, you know, the water, so the way that it levitates, you know, um, it's more like a sour sourdough starter. Um, you know, the San Marzano tomatoes. Um, oh gosh, the toppings, the anchovies, the calzone, the way it's folded back. It's all a process, you know, the way it's formed. Um, it has to be airy and high. It has to ferment just right. Ferment just right. They let it ferment, right? They have to have an even border. And uh, most importantly, they say they make it with the best amount of love and time. So, there's another pizza place. It was called Michelle's. I'm telling you, to find these places is so hard on MapQuest. There was actually, we stumbled upon this one place with a big sign that said Michelle, the exact same logo. And I swear there was another pizza place inside. I was like, why isn't anyone there? It's crazy. People said there's like two to three hour waits. <laughs> so thinking that was it, didn't go in there. But um, it's funny. They have like tricks. Ours is the best. Here, here, here. Okay, scootered on down to find the real place. Correct. Correct. So here's the deal about Michelle's. I hope I'm saying that right. Michelle's um, in Naples is that you actually, the, the line literally, it's like two hours just to wait in line. So you have to like get a ticket, like a number card to wait in line. To then wait in line to order. Apparently there's a trick about takeout is the first to be processed. But I don't know how you order takeout if you can't get to the front or even get inside. So there must be an insider trick to that. So that was a no-go. No-go. Not waiting that long. So moving on from there. 
another pizza place was experienced, not amazing. Mm, we're not even going to talk about it because there was another place in Florence, when you get to Florence, that currently my companion is on his second pizza run of the one and a half days we've been here. Um, Naples, though, I did review this place called Amico Pio, and it's the Un Sorriso Integral location. It's literally a hole in the wall, literally a hole in the wall underneath this big wax tree. And um, basically sat there. We were like starving when we got there. And it was dark. I couldn't really read the menu. I saw legume and I said, yes, I need some legumes. Thinking, you know, salad form, it's a big place plate of, you know, legumes and greens. It was the biggest bowl of chickpeas and black-eyed peas with some, oh gosh, mixed greens, romaines, just a little bit of mixed greens and romaines, some sliced carrots, and I can't tell you how much I love how the Italians savor things um, because it was, they don't add a ton of salt. There was a little bit of um, olive oil in there and it was so moist. Maybe there was some garlic in there. It was amazing. Amazing. I'm telling you, it was fabulous. So if you ever get a chance, go there. And it's perfectly paired with an evening tea of, um, it was a yogi. I think it was a digestion or a detox tea. It was so good. I think it had cardamom in it. Uh, anything with spices here is a perfect pick. So, I'm going to wrap that up on Naples because um, it wasn't my highlight. Let's just say we were so excited to get out of Naples. And the next day was Rome. 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 Let me tell you. Guys, I've never been to Rome. I've never been to Rome. And... I think after the Naples, my heart was healed. I got dropped off after the train station by our taxi at our Airbnb. Even just driving around, I just, the voice in my head said, this is it. This is it. So basically, my lesson for Rome, my message was, how does the heart heal? To Rome with love. How does the heart heal? I found out my biggest way to heal in Rome was wandering getting lost and learning how to adapt to change in direction. Those streets, I'm telling you, I have a great sense of direction. I can tell north, south, east, west, like a dog, like a hunting dog. And I've never been so turned around in my entire life. It is just like a cobweb. And I'm Charlotte, I guess, but I don't know my way out. 
the little square stone roads are fantastic so magical like i could cry right now little eateries and restaurants just strewn about on the side of these tiny little alleyways twinkling lights people playing music i mean it's everything you would ever imagine in a movie everyone's strolling that is the perfect word they're strolling no one's rushing around no one's luring you to buy stuff it's calm it's quiet I love it. Ugh. So one of my favorite highlights there was near Piazza, um, Piazza Navona. Piazza Navona, oh, so large, beautiful array of space and eateries all around. And if you go beyond that, there's this, what I love, this is what I love to do every time I get into a new city we would always stock up the kitchen. So I'd stock it up with healthy eats. And I went to Campo di Fiori. And it was basically this large, large market you have every single day. You go and stock up on the fresh fruits and vegetables and um, anything you could ever want. Everything that's in season, fantastic. So basically stock up with our melons and our fresh eggs and our mozzarella and our prosciutto and fresh bread and vegetables, fennel. Oh my gosh, I'm a fennel queen and fennel's in abundance here, which is like my favorite thing in the world. And radishes. So that was just a complete 100% delight to me. Anyone can be vegan or vegetarian friendly in this town. And just like Naples too, it's around. You just have to find it. You have to search a little bit, but it's there. You just have to open up your eyes and not give up. Um, but they're very promoting of that lifestyle. And so a couple of restaurants I want to recommend are Ecru and Vivi Bistro. Now there's a couple more too, but those are some to name a few and they're very diverse with like, they have quinoa bowls and they have raw delights and raw tiramisu and raw gelato. So moving on, wait, did someone say gelato? I'm telling you a secret right now. And if you ever go to Rome and if you want the best gelato or sorbetto or fruity granita in your entire life, Okay, so this is another place that could have a line out of the door. You have to know the system. The system is this. It's called, well, first off, let me tell you the place. It's called Gioliti, G-I-O-L-I-T-T-I, -I -I, right? Big green light up letters outside. Can't miss it if you get down the right street. You walk in, step in line to order, uh, or excuse me, purchase first. You pay first. They give you a ticket. Then you go to the gelato fruit area. This is the trick. Look at the line and evaluate. If the line is more to the left, which is where all the cream and dairy and, you know, um, nut-based items are, stick to the right. 
or vice versa, because the right is the fruit. So stick to the right, and there are about four men dressed in their, so cute, their little vests, old school, like an old school creamery, and they just say next, next. So if they look at you and you're in the shorter area, you're next, all right? Awesome, so that's your trick. And the flavor to try, if you can try dairy, is the Zabion. If you can't have dairy and you're vegan, then you can try, there's a chocolate with no dairy. So get that one. I mean, literally gonna be the best experience in your mouth in your entire life. So enjoy. You might just have it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and snack. Um, and so basically, let me see. Is there anything I need to say more about Rome besides my favorite thing to do is wandering? Oh, yeah, of course. As I sit my Pellegrino here, I want to jump out the fact of tourism. Something I do not like about human beings in tourism. How crazy they are. You know? Selfie sticks, littering, running around, bumping into you, not saying excuse me. I've had enough of it. Like, I don't like being a tourist. I like to wander around. I like to go around the perimeter of things and see it from a bird's eye view. I actually am probably the one person that doesn't need to go inside of actual museums to get a, you know positive experience from it. I have such strong vibrational energy that I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel the Colosseum. I can feel the Roman Forum. I can feel the, you know, Santa Maria. Actually, I went inside there and drank the, the holy water that has curative properties, but you can feel it. So try to be courteous when you're around. Some of the best things you could do, and one of my favorite things I did was I went into a local art store, which is awesome. You know me and my art. And I went in there, and I saw this, this young female with um, a giant golden retriever. And then I saw this other dog, such dramatic irony. I saw this other dog out of the corner of my eye a little Italian, I don't know, a little Italian, a rough little Russell. He sees the other dog. He runs into the store and he starts sniffing its butt and he's like doing the twirl around. Just things like that. I love wandering and I love looking at those things. It's about the society and the civilization and the lifestyle of the area. So I have to say I was really sad to leave Rome and to go to Florence, even though I knew Florence would be amazing in its own right. Each city has been completely different. But I have to say I'm going back to Rome for one more night um, this week before I depart. And I'm super excited. So, moving on to Florence. What a breeze. I'm telling you. What a breeze. Getting to Florence, enjoying the train ride getting off, walking to the Airbnb in Florence, which is on a fabulous street on Via del Sol. And it's one on like a little street, you can hear people walking by and you can visit, visit the designer shops right down the street. You've got Gucci, you've got 
Poochie. You've got um, Golden Goose Deluxe Brand, which I totally like ruined my friend on that. I was like, excuse me, I think just burps. It's, just, it's a, the Pellegrino, um, which I told him you have to look at the store. And then he obviously now wants like two, three pairs of shoes. I already bought one. I love travel partners like that. So anyways, I love this street. I love the essence. I love the vibe. You walk around at night with the lights lit up, the perfect acoustics in the street, walking over the bridges, the vecchio. I mean, I'm on a movie scene constantly. Roman Florence movie scenes, for sure. <sighs> so, stopped by last night. Stopped by the restaurant. It's a vegan, actually <laughs> vegetarian, and actually it is called hashtag raw. So hashtag R-A-W. Oh my gosh. Amazing, amazing, artful delights. I mean, they've got zucchinis and um, zucchini pasta, excuse me, and they've got tonics and they have raw turmeric, coconut, um, ginger, gelato, um, everything is so simple, but it's so pure. But one of my favorite things that I want to tell you again is hitting the jackpot in the central market. So Mercato Centrale, that is where you need to find in the San Lorenzo building, huge, huge central market, food vendors, produce, fresh fish, meats, um, flowers, you know, balsamic pearls, fabulous. And I have to mention, I could survive off that, making my own things. Um, you know why? Because it tastes better in Italy. All the ingredients taste better here. And the ambience here, it's so much more habitable for me to just make it with more love. So, moving beyond that, today we wandered the streets of Florence, did the perimeter of the city, saw the ancient, um, it was like an ancient mummy museum. That was interesting. It was the archeological museum. Went to a viewing of their Pinocchio because Pinocchio's author was born here. It was amazing. The 360-degree movie theater that we went in was fabulous. And so as I talk to you, I'm completely exhausted. Went to a palace, the Palazzo de Pitti, went to the Boboli Gardens, walked around, got stuck in the rain. It's still raining here, but the essence is still beautiful. And I think my lesson from Florence is seeing the reflection in change. Change of season, change of location, change of mood, seeing the reflection in change. Sunset, sunrise. So I'll leave you at that. This was part two of my being vegan in Italy. It's possible. 
I'm going to share more, believe me or not. So guys, until next time, don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Simplecast FM. I am exhausted. Buonasera. Arrivederci. Peace. Love. Ciao. Hello, sweet beans. I wanted to remind you that today's podcast was brought to you by the Just Being Honest team. Yeah, KB, me. So KB's lifestyle design, what's it all about? As I mentioned before, it's about creating that substance in your life. What are you really searching for? Wait, it's not about searching. It's about unveiling what is already deep within you. So a little bit health coaching, a little bit life coaching, a little bit regaining that truth within you. So do you want to know where to start? How to begin? It's easy. Call me. I will give you your first discovery call for free. So just contact me, KB, and say JBH free and you'll get your first discovery call free.